0: Hello, I'm Emma-Jane Purcell and welcome back to Fail Harder, the podcast that chats to people at the top of their game about failure, from the first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. So Fail Harder is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, who have recently launched a very exciting community called Headstuff Plus. Headstuff Plus basically gives you access to loads of bonus content from your favourite Stuff podcasts, including... Fail Harder. It is as little as a fiver a month and that money is going to help and support those podcasts and podcasters so check it out. Joining me on Fail Harder today I have the absolutely lovely Georgina
1: Campbell. And then you kind of get that like inner you know saboteur that's like in your head that's kind of telling you you know oh my god you did this wrong like everyone's gonna think this everyone's gonna think that you don't deserve this anymore you're mm. a terrible person. Um, And I think going to therapy, I kind of like got methods of being able to uh, identify when you're kind of spiraling and your head spiraling Mm. and also just being able to kind of put yourself in situations um, where failure might happen and just know that you're going to have that feeling but it passes and that yeah. you know, you can't necessarily get away from that feeling of like your, you know, the pit of your stomach when you fail at something and how horrible it is, but that you can get past it and that it's worth trying it's worth trying things and doing things Mm. and giving go. Georgina won the
0: 2015 BAFTA TV award for best actress for her role in Murder by My Boyfriend. Since then Georgina has starred in huge tv shows such as the Hang the DJ episode of Black Mirror, *Krypton*, and His Dark Materials but today Georgina is not here to talk about success she's here to talk about failure. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Hi, welcome to Fail Harder. Nice to be here. How are you doing today? Um, fine, oh my God, I've been doing nothing today. It's been such, a, um, I've got a day off work, so it's just been uh, full lockdown, just sat around doing nothing.
0: Mm, are you working at the moment then?
1: Um, I am, yeah, I am at the moment, which is nice. We kind of had to stop for that, like six months for the first lockdown. And then we've sort of been like powering through ever since. We've got two weeks left. So hopefully. Okay,
0: good. We'll- It's nice to have, like, a sort of a focus, I think, at the moment, you know, somewhere that you can actually go and just feel like you're doing something because, like, I'm back doing, like, a job now, like, a couple of days a week, and, oh, my God, it just feels, like, so much better. I'm not doing anything else, like, when I come home, it's just, like... (laughs) throw on Netflix that's it but I'm at least really yeah. doing something in the day which is like so much better than the first lockdown I was just literally doing nothing the entire time.
1: It's okay. so much better it kind of gives you some like yeah some structure and yeah it's a, I'm so happy that we've managed to keep going otherwise I think i would be going a bit mad. It's
0: so random how like, I actually should write, like, a post about how I've actually managed to get different guests for this podcast, because it's so, so random. So, like, a girl I kind of know through a friend, I, like, mentioned you, I but I'd seen you in his Dark Materials or something recently, and then she was like, oh, I'm doing, like, a writing thing with her, I'll ask her to do your podcast. I was like, will <laughs> That
1: is so weird, that is really odd. Isn't no, it? I was very happy to be asked, I was like, <laughs> anything at the moment um, don't get to do anything so yeah absolutely
0: yeah I have so many so many guests with so many random kind of connections like that but anyways we won't get into it I'll explain the format and stuff before we begin so I have 20 questions uh in front of me numbered at random most are straightforward however some are a little unconventional and in the spirit of failure and trying to assert control over what life might throw at us you can pick the numbers okay so what number would you like first?
1: Oh my God. Um, okay, um,
0: 15. Number 15. Okay, think back to your final year in secondary school. How did you picture your future then? Is that picture different to your life now?
1: Oh my God. Um, my final year in secondary school. It's hard to even think back on secondary school. I think I have a really bad memory. Really? <laughs> I don't How old are you? <laughs> my secondary school into like a deep corner of my brain um yeah I, I I I didn't really like secondary school that much at all um and I think I think my last year I was acting I started acting when I was like 15 so I was doing like tiny bits of acting on like small small things um so that was sort of like a, a maybe but I didn't even think I liked acting at that point I was really oh I was really shy (laughs) and uh, very anxious um, as a teenager so acting was kind of like so stressful I kind of fell into it and then was making money from it so I was like well obviously I'm going to try it. Mm. Um, I think that could
0: be me as well. (laughs) I've tried to make like a bunker here but this doesn't stop the sirens.
1: (laughs) But yeah, so I think I, I, I really wanted to go into fashion. I was really into um, like art and fashion design and stuff. I didn't think I was necessarily that good, but that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I, was, I, I applied to do a, um, a foundation course at like an art school and then my plan was to then go and study uh, fashion. Uh, and I don't know, become some kind of like amazing designer, um, which didn't happen. <laughs> I was at like my I did my foundation in art. I, d- I think I was there for about two months and then I got an acting job and had to drop out because they kind of were like well mm-hmm. you can't do both like right? pick one or the other <laughs> like <laughs> are you gonna show up for class or not so yeah, and did you so- do
0: like any acting as a you know kid as a teenager or was it just like how did you fall into it <laughs>
1: I am, um, oh my God, it's such a stupid story. It's like, you know, when you hear silly stories that you're like, that's not real. Someone's just made that up. I, uh I sort of, I, I, I liked, I, I've done like acting at school, but I'd always got like the one line and I'd always say it in the weirdest way or like it'd be whispered. I remember my mum coming to see a play and she was like, I didn't, when did you have that line? I didn't even hear it because I, didn't <laughs> I said it. Oh Quietly, And you big it off <laughs> so much in your head. You're like, this is my line. I have my to be amazing. <laughs> I feel like that still happens to me now, even if i am in something in a scene and you've got one line, you like really <laughs> rev yourself up. Like, here it comes. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I got I got spotted in the street in, in London and it, it was just like this director and a writer and she's still working now. She's really great. She was doing this like my space Um, online show that was called Freak. And she'd had some people that had come in like young actors and Mm. no one had come in that looked the way that she wanted them to look. And what she wanted was, (laughs) the role was like a girl who looked like a boy who- Oh! And like she saw me somehow in Tottenham Court Road and was like, oh my god, that's her. That's the girl. And I had really short hair at the time. And mm. I think I'm wearing something mental. And uh yeah, Did you go through
0: and- the barb phase where you had a barb? I did. Yeah, well,
1: I had it, I had like really short, like pixie hair for a really long time. <laughs> mostly because I think I straightened my hair so badly that like most of it fell out. Mm. I just had to like turn it into this like tiny little haircut
0: to cry. oh no yeah we've all been there
1: (laughs) so embarrassing um but yeah she came over and then I did the audition and then I got the part and then I got an agent from that and then it all just started to kind of like roll from there you are one of those stories it's such a stupid story
0: No, it's great like those are actually like the stories of like you know she was nine months pregnant and didn't know sort of things and you're like that it's doesn't happen
1: asking for any advice I'm always like I don't know I don't know how I've ended up kind of getting into this it just happened in such a weird way I'm very lucky but like yeah very strange
0: did you feel it was right kind of as soon as you started working like did you feel like okay this is the right fit
1: no, I was terrible. I was, terrible. I was so I, I think I I worked well I think for a while I've managed that is that like I'm good, good at playing like scared or anxious or like um you know just sad and I think that was kind of how I managed to get roles to begin with because I was going into rooms and I was like shit scared and stressed. Um and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. But I remember I had an audition for um Doctor Who when I was about, I think I was about 16, 17. And I burst out crying in in the audition. Like we hadn't even started the audition and I was crying and crying. I don't know why I was crying, I couldn't do anything. I was so like, oh, so overwhelmed by the whole thing. Um, and I remember my agent called, cause they obviously had spoken to my agent and been like, who were you sending in? Like, how are you sending <laughs> in these people? And she kind of called me like, they really liked you. But <laughs> I had a line. So I was like, they obviously don't. Um well, but that's a yeah. really traumatising, actually. Uh, yeah, I kind of, for quite a few years, would always have something that would happen, especially on sets, would have some sort of anxious breakdown um, and then managed to pull myself back together and kind of got, the more I did, the better I got. And mm. the more I it and kind of understood it but when I first started I was just petrified I didn't really know what I was doing um, mm. I knew that it was an opportunity that I would be mad to turn down and my parents were really good as well as kind of like pushing me with it and trying to get me to kind of be a bit more open and kind of yeah go for it. Bit mm. bit.
0: So you've had actually no formal training really?
1: No I mean I did um I went to like a few little um like classes and things. Once I started acting, and I thought, oh, I want to get better at this, and I did a couple of classes at the Actor Center, and um, I mean, I did I did audition for drama school. I mean, that was a big, fat failure. I didn't <laughs> get in. <laughs> and I sort of was like, oh shit, like, well, that's that fun um, <laughs> I just try and get some training, um, mm. but I didn't get in. So I just kind of carried on going.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's probably bit controversial to
1: say but well,
0: is it that necessary to like three years maybe I don't know but
1: obviously you don't need it because you went faster <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah I don't know <laughs> um yeah I think it's good for different people and I still kind of wish I'd done it because it seems like so much fun and I have so many mm. friends I went to drama school and it sounds great um but yeah, I guess there are other ways of, of going about it.
0: So do you ever like look back now, Do you know, because obviously it wasn't actually really what you had planned on doing. So do you ever like look back now and say, what the hell is my life? Like,
1: Yeah, a lot. I think sometimes, especially if I'm feeling like sorry for myself or like, you know, in a mood, I'll kind of think what would have been like sliding doors. Maybe I would have had a, a different life. <laughs> Maybe I would have been happier. Maybe you know, if that
0: lady I'd hadn't have... approached you on the
1: street, who knows? Tara where it all began. Um, yeah, but she contacted me the other day actually because every now and then she sees me in something and she's like, "Oh, good to see you still acting." She's like, "I knew it when I saw you." I'm like, "No, you didn't." But, um... <laughs> yeah, she's probably like <laughs> so chuffed. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's so lovely. I think she hadn't seen me. In anything, um, after we finished that, the first time I think she she realized I was still acting was she saw me at the BAFTAs and oh. she was watching the TV and was like, Oh my god, that's that girl that I pulled off the street! Like, wow, she's a BAFTA now! So, yeah, she got in contact since then. And, yeah,
0: that's so cool, that's amazing.
1: Right, well, we move on to the next um number. What would you like? Uh, number seven.
0: Number seven. Okay, this is a new question I've added in. What's the best advice you've ever received to help you get over a past failure or a fear of failure?
1: Um, I, st- I started therapy like a couple of years ago and I think that really helped me because I was really obsessed. Like me and my sister, I think are quite similar. We were brought up kind of everything was about, you know, your grades and doing well and kind of, that was where we got most attention from was when we did something really well. Um, so I think failure is like a massive thing for both of us. We're both like perfectionists and get really mm. upset and very stressed <laughs> if we don't do well at something. Um, and then you kind of get that, like in a you know saboteur that's like in your head that's kind of telling you you know oh my god you did this wrong like everyone's gonna think this everyone's gonna think that you don't deserve this anymore you're Mm. a terrible person um and I think going to therapy I kind of like got methods of being able to uh identify when you're kind of spiraling and your head spiraling Mm. and also just being able to kind of put yourself in situations um where failure might happen and just know that you're going to have that feeling but it passes and that yeah. you know you can't necessarily get away from that feeling of like your, you know the pit of your stomach when you fail at something and how horrible it is but that you can get past it and that it's worth trying it's worth trying things and doing things and mm. giving a go um and being able to just kind of ride that wave.
0: I even say that like I went to therapy and now again it's kind of knowing how to deal with like if you're feeling a certain way or have like anxious thoughts or whatever those kind of things come up that you're like okay I actually know what this is now why it's happening and I know how to deal with it and I think that that's just like worth its weight in gold you know and especially if you're going to be working in like a creative industry where it's going to be constant knocks yes (laughs) You need something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you need some plan of how to not go completely insane. Mm. Um so I would say yeah, that that kind of helped a lot. And have
0: you got like the longer you're kind of in the game, are you better with the rejection that comes
1: of being an actor? Um it goes up and down. I think mm. it depends where you're at. Like sometimes it's it's it feels easier than other times. Um, And now I think sometimes it gets a bit, a bit hard. I don't know, it really goes up and down. Sometimes I'll be absolutely heartbroken, especially if I've kind of got to a point where I'm like already in my head, I'm like, I've got this role and I've already like worked out how amazing it's gonna be and that I'm gonna get like all these awards and then I'm gonna be like in a huge movie and yeah. then kind of like your mind gets carried away. And then, you know, you get the call where they go, oh, well they're going in another direction and suddenly you're like, like yeah. <laughs> slam back to the car. Um, but then sometimes if it's stuff that you've not, necessarily invested too much into or you've managed to kind of keep yourself at bay um, you can kind of cope better and especially Mm. I think if if you are working it's a lot easier I think as soon as you're not working and you're auditioning and getting rejection it's that thing of like you're not doing anything so you can't pick yourself back up and go to work and go like it's fine I've got this for now you're sort of left you know, in your pajamas on the sofa watching first uh, yeah. sight. Like, Held now.
0: How did you How did you manage the time this year where you were like out of work because of the pandemic?
1: Yeah, it was weird because we start. I started. I was on a job that I just got, um, which is an apple show, which is still going, which is great. But we'd only done, I think we'd done about four weeks and everything got shut down like it was happened like that we were on set and then they came on at the end of the day and they were like we're done like that's it no one's coming back um and no one knew what was going to happen loads of shows were falling like some you know were completely folding like obviously didn't Mm. come back um so we just didn't really know if it was going to happen or not and then I kind of I think I, I I got very stressed and that's when I um decided to do a uh, a screenwriting master's oh that's like the way the master's came from <laughs> I sort of was like oh my god I have no skills like what can I even do I'm an actor like what can I do right now nothing so I sort of was like okay I need to diversify I need to do something um and I'd always kind of wanted to do a master's and I did film studies at university so mm. it was like a bit of writing at uni but only like with certain modules um and I sort of thought that'll be great that that and it'll be something I can do and something I can spend time on and I'm gonna have all this time and then work started back up around the same time the masters started oh god <laughs> I was like oh shit so now I'm kind of juggling both of them which is great and I'm really glad um I, I did do it but it definitely came out of that initial stress of the first lockdown of being like, what the hell could I do if, you know, if I can't act, if something happens and I can't act anymore, like. Yeah, like,
0: like my friend actually, she was only saying yesterday, she sh- signed up to a um, like a project management thing. Cause she was like out of work. She worked like initially in like um, events or something like that. And yeah. yeah, she signed up to this course and was like, this is going to be great. But then she's after getting a job, like so she now has a new job and she's taken this course on and she's like why did I do this
1: <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like, this is so the worst I've done that to be fair and suddenly kind of like doing loads of different things at once because that first lockdown everyone was just panicked and yes. like I needed something to do
0: mm. um, and does writing come easy to you like are you somebody who can just sit down and write or do you, do you struggle
1: I really 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 struggle and like when I first started I kind of thought I don't know what the hell I'm doing like why am I even doing this and it's got better because you kind of realize I mean you had to apply like I I got in like you have Mm. to kind of give um, examples of writing and stuff so I had to do things and do little bits of writing to kind of get over to them Um, and then since doing it yeah it's kind of like growing it's getting uh, it's getting better as it goes along and yeah it's just completely different it's just a completely mm. different side of things like I'm so used to kind of acting and used to looking at scripts and thinking about character but I'm not really used to being on the other side yeah um, but it's, it's been great a, yeah many amazing people it's just insane like you just realize how hard this industry is because there's so many amazing people on the course yeah that I read their stuff and been like I've been sent worse stuff <laughs> <laughs> being made <laughs> and you're here on like, this master's and like I'm sure they will get into the industry but it's just like mm. insane how things kind of work because some yeah. of the stuff that I've read from people on the course is just like brilliant and mm. you think how are we doing like another remake of some rubbish?
0: (laughs) I think writing is hard though. I had this idea of myself that like, I liked kind of creating, I suppose. And then I kind of thought, I hadn't actually written pretty much anything. And I thought that like, okay, when I leave drama school, I'm gonna be the next Lena Dunham. I'm gonna write this amazing show and I'm gonna be in it. And it's gonna be amazing. And then I actually tried to start writing. I was like, oh, I hate this. I was like, I am so bad at this. I just couldn't have the discipline to like sit down. I actually think it requires like so much discipline and like a certain type of like personality, which I don't think I have
1: oh my god I definitely think so like I, I found it so hard and I got like such it's uh, it's so good because it does prepare you but it is quite some of the stuff is really harsh and I'd written like a I don't know an outline for. obviously I have the same idea I'm like I'm going to be an actor and I'm going to write something amazing yeah <laughs> okay. here we go <laughs> and I think in the like you know in the in the treatment which is you know you kind of like describing what the show is and mm. kind of like little synopsis of the episode, and then there's sort of like a selling pitch, and I'd put something about, you know, I was just try- trying to relate it to something about it being like flea bag, and I made a story, <laughs> and then at the feedback, everyone was like, it's nothing like that. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> Oh no, help it. That's what you want, isn't it? That's the kind of but yeah. looks so easy. Mm,
0: I know <laughs> you're like, it's not that easy. <laughs> anyway, should we move on to the next number? What would you like? Um two and number two. okay, this is the spelling question. Oh God Ooh, the spelling question hasn't come up in a while. Okay. Can you please spell the word pharaoh?
1: Pharaoh.
0: Like the Egyptian pharaohs.
1: I wasn't looking. This feels like I'm on a Zoom quiz now.
0: (laughs) You are now. (laughs) (laughs) The pressure is on. The world (laughs) is listening. Pharaoh. What
1: is it? P-H. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How do you spell pharaoh? P-H. Yeah,
0: you're doing well. You're actually doing really well so far. (laughs)
1: A. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. R. Mhm. O. Yes. <laughs> H. No. A H. Really A-N-G. good
0: though. So it's P H A R O A H. Ah. Um, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. I did alright on that. You actually did. It, yeah. <laughs> You got right to the end. Not anything in a long time. <laughs> it's
0: further than most people get. So well done. Uh, <laughs> all right, next number.
1: Um, uh, twelve. This is What Would You Do If? The podcast to answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions. It's Callum and Jess here and every week we look at how we'd handle different situations
0: before finding out what you should do if you're in them. So far we've looked at
1: What would you do if you saw someone stealing A bear attacked you The baby started choking You were stuck in a lift You can hear those episodes and loads more on headstuffpodcast.com with a new one every Monday. Number 12. Who do you go to when you failed? Who do I go to when I failed? Um, I go to my, I go to my mum a lot, I would say. I'll call my mum. My mum is always pretty good um, at kind of talking me down if I'm getting very stressed about something or upset or I've done something that I kind of, feel angry about. Mm. Um also probably my boyfriend. Um he has lots of <laughs> calls from me when I'm in an absolute state <laughs> about something. Um so yeah, I probably call him quite a lot as well. When Are I'm you guys concerned.
0: together a long time?
1: We've been together for a couple of years. Um but he lives in LA. So he's he's I mean he's been over here quite a lot actually during lockdown. Mm. I did, I mean he's managed to be here like I don't know how he's managed it but he's just left actually to go, oh. go back to LA um so sometimes there is like if because of the time difference there'll be something I really want to talk to him about and I kind of have to wait until he wakes up
0: mm, um, how do you find the long distance then
1: it's weird it's been hard um and I've never been in a long distance relationship before mm. but we we get on so well. And I mean, if we lived in the same place, we'd definitely be like living together and all of that by now. And we've just sort of figured it out and he's in the industry as well. So it's not too crazy. Cause I suppose like actors and like, he works on crew. He, he does um, kind of writing and does a bit of directing and all sorts mm. of, um, you're kind of always moving around. Did you meet on a set? Yeah, we did. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah we met on a film that I was shooting in LA a couple of years ago um, which was yeah we met on that but I mean we only got together like at the wrap party. I don't think he he didn't even speak to me the whole time I thought he was quite cute and I keep trying to like chat to him on set and he was like really giving me nothing and then at the party, he just suddenly like came and sat down next to me and was just chatting away and I was like oh
0: Ooh, was he was playing you <laughs>
1: very professional. <laughs>
0: So, I suppose yeah. it's the type of thing where if you do long distance from the start, then it just becomes your way, kind of as a couple. Whereas it's probably more yeah. difficult if you, you know, we're living together for like two years or something, and then somebody has to move country. It'd be like what the hell! But you probably have like your ways that you manage it and stuff. Yeah, on
1: it's been okay because we get to like I have lots of when I'm off a job, I have so much time off. I can just kind of go. Oh, well, I can't now because of lockdown, but. Um, mm. I can- kind of pop over and go over you know to LA for a while and like LA is always kind of good to go to as an actor anyway yeah um,
0: I mean there's worse places
1: (laughs) yeah it's really nice (laughs) would you see
0: yourself ever like moving there maybe or that's probably a bit too big of a question
1: yeah I don't know maybe I would consider it it's quite hard over there though I kind of went over there for like auditioning and stuff um a while back and was really excited but then you get out there and you realise, like, it's like starting all again. So it's, like, I can, I've can, kind of got, like, I've, I've made a bit of a kind of name in the UK and can kind of, and, you know, I know some of the casting directors... Anymore. Yeah, easier
0: to get in a room, like...
1: Yeah. yeah, whereas in LA, it's just, like, you're just one of, like, many. Everyone there is an actor. It's nuts.
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually had... Yeah. No, I haven't, but I had two other... Um actually on this season as well so um uh, ashing franchosi you know from the fall and charlene mckenna as well they both were talking about how they went to la for a while and um i think like i think charlene went for like pilot season and she said that la just broke her like she just found it (laughs) she said that like she puts so much work into every audition and then you know a pilot season like some of it is terrible and she was still like giving it her all and then she had to like be like okay i need to like Calm down This isn't like Shakespeare. Like
1: yeah, it's very different there. But they also like kind of big you up a bit there. They, I think in the UK people are quite relaxed and they're just sort of like, you know, you go in a room. You oh do, yeah, you nobody would
0: be showing you all, like.
1: <laughs> Whereas in America, they kind of are like, oh my god, you're like, oh, you're so amazing. You're amazing. Like, oh, you're gonna be great in this role. And then you leave and you're like, oh my god, I definitely got this role. And you never hear anything from them again. They just kind mm. of blow smoke up of everyone's ass yeah. which is nice to hear but once you realise it's kind of what they say to everyone you're like oh it doesn't really mean anything yeah you're like just don't do that to me it's
0: cruel <laughs> and then yeah because in in the like acting industry they don't tell you when you don't get something you just don't hear you just it yeah. ghost you essentially <laughs> it's just
1: like it's well, it's
0: unless such... you get really fire obviously but generally it's like
1: <laughs> yeah, never just hear just from them forget. again
0: <laughs> everyone's like
1: how did how did
0: that audition go and you're like don't bring it up (laughs) and are you a good per? like are you good to open up to people when you are like you know when you failed or when you're feeling low like are you generally good to kind of always talk to somebody or would you hold a lot of it in before you do that
1: um I'm quite I can yeah I'm not always that great at opening up I've been like Mm. working because I think it's really I do think it's a really important thing and also you don't get people opening up to you if you don't open up to other people so it's kind of like a two-way street Mm. Um, but I do yeah there's probably a select few that I'll start with and then after I've kind of like felt calm down a bit then I can talk to other people but then usually I'll still kind of maybe use like humor as a deflection and I won't necessarily show how much something's actually really hurt me mm. so that'll probably be safe for my mum and, uh, and my boyfriend they'll, probably get, <laughs> they'll get the real tears and like screaming and so upset whereas once it's kind of trickled down to like friends and stuff it'll kind of end up being an anecdote but yeah you're like this
0: happened it's fine i it's moved done now <laughs> yeah my boyfriend because we're living together now and oh god he's really got the brunt of it this year I'm just like he's so yeah. chill about everything as well he just kind of doesn't like overthink which I just think is like a gift I'm like yeah. can we swap brains because I overthink all the time I'm just like what if this happens what if that happens he's like why would you think about that like this you know you don't know I'm like oh how like how are you like this
1: huh is he is he an actor as well no
0: he's not he's a muggle (laughs) (laughs) it's not even that funny but
1: okay (laughs) I found it funny I thought it was very funny
0: uh yeah all right we'll move on to the next number I'll just keep yapping
1: (laughs) what would you like next Number. Um, oh my god! I can't remember what Nineteen.
0: Okay, this is a big one.
1: <laughs> what failure do you
0: fear the most?
1: Oh my god! What failure do I fear the most? There's so many. I think within work, I kind of constantly think. I mean, I was speaking the other day, um, and I speak to my boyfriend and. I was like, you know, I was, I was speaking about this like, amazing actress that I've been working with recently and she's brilliant. And then I started saying something about like, but you know, I've had my time. Like, you've got to like, let the other people come through. And he was like, what? He was, what? Like 90, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was like, stop being so dramatic. Um, but I think sometimes I get like really in my own head about acting and like, what's gonna happen if, you know, I don't get another job and, i become this has-been and they all kind of, you know, I fail completely at it and everything mm. ends. And what will I do with myself? Who will I be? It feels like it's such a big part of, of who I am. And I probably get quite overwhelmed by that. And then also probably just the stuff that like lots of women kind of get worried about some, well, not, not that you should, but like, you know, getting like having children and settling down. And especially when you're doing this job, you're so all over the place and sometimes you really think is it it ever going to work but people do make it work people you know yeah busy jobs and have kids and and get married and do all those things I think that's happening so much now though with like other jobs as well because people you don't really have careers anymore like so many people go through having so many different jobs now it seems like there isn't that kind of feeling of stability and security that you probably would have had maybe like 50 years ago or so when people just stayed in one career and moved yeah. up. It's very different now.
0: And is um, that something you would like to have, you know, like a family and all of that as well? As yeah,
1: this? yeah, I think so. I don't know. My, my mind changes a lot. I'm very fickle. Um, <laughs> sometimes, like definitely. Um, but yeah, no, I, do, I do think I would like that. Yeah, definitely. My, my sister has a son and it's so lovely and I, yeah, I think it'd be really lovely to have a kid and be nice to, I think, actors, everything is so like, A, you're like kind of on your own, even though you're not, but you, you join, you know, uh, different productions and different things and you have a team and you have all that stuff, mm. but it's sort of like your job is you. And I think you, all you think about is yourself. <laughs> a lot of time you spent thinking about yourself and like yeah. having family and having a kid and stuff, you sort of think, oh, God, it would be nice to kind of have some, someone else to worry about and not yeah. would be so like, oh, my God, I've got to think about what I'm doing and what I'm doing next. And you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm the same. I'm just like sometimes like, yeah, definitely. And then other times I'm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably, yeah. What has been um, your favourite job that you've been on or do you have like a, a standout role that you might have played?
1: It's so funny because you think back on things and sometimes you really get like confused by the end product. Like I, I for, for a long time thought that like Murdered by My Boyfriend was my favourite job but actually it was a really horrific job. It was really stressful. And I think I was like on the cusp of a mental breakdown <laughs> for most of it, because I was so young. You mean the
0: content is like yeah, the content so intense, up. yeah.
1: Mm. And we it over like two weeks and I'd never done anything like that. I'd never kind of led something before. Um, I was still at uni at the time. Um, it was a lot. So I think like, I, but when I look back on it, I think that was, you know, the best, probably because of the reception it got. So that's mm. probably kind of like changed it. And it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Um, I'm trying to think what, I mean, I'm doing a, The job that I'm doing at the moment, I'm really loving. Um, the cast is so lovely and we have such a nice kind of chemistry and and then the other one that I really liked actually, which I, I really, really loved was uh, Black Mirror.
0: Oh yeah, that's such a great episode. I love Black Mirror and that's my favorite episode. Oh stop. I rewatched it and I don't actually rewatch things, but I've rewatched that like twice. I really like it. It's really oh, good. I
1: loved it. I just like I, I was desperate to get in Black Mirror and I've <laughs> got auditions before and hadn't got it. And and then when I went for that one, I was like to my agents, so I was like, this is embarrassing now. I was like, do they really actually want <laughs> to see me? Because I've gone up for so many episodes and not you know, gone through and they were like, mm. oh, no, 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 I really want to see you. And then um, it just it was just lovely. It was just like a really lovely experience. And Joe mm. was really lovely. And the director Tim was very relaxed and he he um had, had just had like a period of time off from directing. So when he came onto this, um, he sort of was like, you know, I haven't directed in a while. So it was just sort of very collaborative and mm. he Had worked on stuff like The Sopranos and like, wow, we used to doing big kind of energy, like action stuff, and suddenly was given this, like, kind of like sweet love story. And he was a bit like, I don't really know what I'm doing. And we were all like, We don't really know what we're doing. (laughs) Got to kind of like play. Um, so that was really fun, a really, really fun and
0: it's an uplifting episode of Black Mirror because, like, I love Black Mirror, but often afterwards, you're like. (gasps)
1: the world is fucked yeah it was yeah it was a very nice episode but it was just some of it was so funny because Charlie Brooker would come on the set sometimes as well and he's so lovely and he also was very giving like sometimes writers are very obviously protective about their work and um, it's it's already been written and that's how it's going to be but he was sort of quite like open and just sort Mm -hmm. of like mind talking about things um, but there's that last bit where we're sort of sucked out and then we're in that kind of like black void, and there's all the kind of you know likes coming up or whatever, and then it's we're actually in the app. The way it was written on the <laughs> script was just like, and then they enter the void, and everyone was like, What's what what is the void? It was like, I don't know. And then when we were filming it, um Tim I, we were still like me too, we're like, so what what is what's happening and he was like I don't know. <laughs> so we were all
0: just sort like of
1: making it up as we went along especially for that bit but I mean it all really worked it did when yeah. we finally saw it we all kind of were like oh we get it like we understood it.
0: Is that what people would recognize you from the most because it's such a big show or would it be Murdered by My Boyfriend or Krypton I, think- I suppose all of
1: them. <laughs> uh, people don't really tend to recognize me that much oh I have to like tell people (laughs) (laughs) so embarrassing I'm like you do know who I am but no someone was talking I can't remember but recently someone was talking about hang the DJ the Black Mirror episode I was in and they were talking to me about it and I was like I'm in that and they were like what do you mean you're in it oh god (laughs) I'm the I'm the girl that's in it and they were like oh um (laughs) So yeah, I don't like get recognized that much. And when people I end up getting in conversations or talking and someone, you know, the dreaded question, What have you done? What have you been in? Oh yeah. <laughs> click and go, Oh, but yeah, people don't tend to recognize me.
0: Maybe you're better off long term to not have
1: people coming over to you and like, Oh, I saw you that." Yeah, I'm a very awkward person. So <laughs> I don't do well like after murder by my boyfriend people did recognize me for a bit and I've never it's just so uncomfortable I don't know what you're meant to say or what you're meant to do Mm. you'd be at the shop like makeup on like I don't know like beans Mm. on your top and someone's like can I get a picture with you you're like oh god really yeah I don't know I can't even imagine what it's like for people who are actually famous Mm. and have to go out every day and have people taking pictures of
0: them mm, like even Paul Meskel who was on this podcast like obviously he's just gone yeah. so huge and like the, the shortest I'm like Paul must just not be able to go anywhere now
1: oh he was amazing I love normal people I thought it was so good yeah
0: it's so good so good so they actually released the cast today of um Sally Rooney's new other book conversation with friends yeah yeah, yeah. I can't remember who's in that book but- it looks good. <laughs> okay, next number.
1: Um, uh, what, what number? Is it? Twenty.
0: Number twenty. What is the capital of Finland?
1: <laughs> I'm so I'm so bad at geography. But, um, I put
0: in the tricky ones. To be fair
1: i i genuinely have no idea. I've never been to Finland. I've never, what is the capital of Finland? Helsinki. Helsinki. I would. Never it wouldn't
0: drop. be one that you know. I would never roll off that. the tongue.
1: I'll keep that in the bank for the next time someone asks you.
0: Okay, uh, I think we have time for one last question. I've actually kind of lost track of time because we had like a break. So yeah. I'm going to take up too much of your time. I'm like,
1: <laughs> I, I think worry. we're
0: nearly an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, what would you like as your last question? What number? Um,
1: number 10.
0: Number 10. Okay, do you try to sugarcoat your
1: failure? Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I think so I think when I'm, I'm speaking to other people definitely to try and like say a face and appear like I'm not bothered um because I don't like uh I, I find it difficult I think being kind of vulnerable and being vulnerable to other people I quite like to kind of keep a bit of a steely veneer um so I would say yes but to myself I don't think so I think to myself um I'm quite harsh uh mm. when it's to to failure
0: um yeah yeah I wish I was I wish I was better at sugarcoating my failures I'm kind of the very opposite where I I just can't really like if I feel really shit about something that's happened if somebody asks I just can't lie about it not lie but I'm just like yeah Yeah. I, I and I'm like why can't I just
1: pretend it's fine like a normal person (laughs) no I think that's probably better I think it's probably much worse pretending that everything's fine and then people Mm. don't really you kind of give off this vibe that like nothing can ever hurt you and it's sort of like it's not really realistic is it like of course failure to get to you and get you down
0: yeah unfortunately this is the reason for the fail harder podcast <laughs> yeah
1: it's great I think it's fantastic talking about different people's fans I've really enjoyed listening to the episodes I think it's such a good idea and such a tonic for like yeah like I said to you um over email like Instagram and stuff where you're just kind of mm. shoving down your throat like Are family. you're
0: not on Instagram are you because I tried to follow you no, find you I, I, but I couldn't I, find you
1: no I'm not at the moment I think I will go back to it I kind of um during lockdown I think I've just found it like really bad for me I became really addicted to it and really like was just getting obsessed with what other people were doing and what's going on and um it just became a little bit too much um for me mentally Mm. kind of was like too worried about what other people were doing and what I wasn't doing and um so I came off it for a little bit to kind of give myself a break Um, but I think I will go back to it because I do like Instagram and I do like being able to kind of keep up with friends and Mm great way of like interacting with people and knowing what's going on but sometimes- it is
0: tricky cuz it's so addictive like i found my usage has upped so much just over yeah. like all of this time and i yeah. just find cuz i have so much more time than i usually would that i'm just kind of like clicking in and just not even noticing and like all of a sudden i'm i'm on it like for 20 minutes and i haven't even like been aware it's so so bad um yeah
1: it really yeah
0: maybe I need to delete it too (laughs) it's tricky though like I wouldn't be like a massive Instagram user either but like even now when I will release this season then you really need Instagram because how else do you kind of tell people
1: absolutely like you know or whatever like it's kind of
0: the way to spread the word
1: Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely it is so necessary like it's yeah you really do need it
0: and do you um, find yourself going in for like a cheek cheeky look again now and again? Or? Why,
1: like, I completely, um, I like uh, what's it called got rid of my, not I didn't get rid of my account but you can like deactivate it so you have to go onto your computer like reopen it all that sort of stuff to reactivate it so it's deactivated at the moment. Go mm, cool so you. you away from it but I will, I'll be back, I'll get back to it I'm sure.
0: You're probably better off not doing it going back but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know but you feel like you're missing out and you're right as soon as something comes up that you kind of want to uh to, to promote or anything but mm. like you can't so yeah I definitely think I'll go back
0: mm. well it's been so lovely talking to you I've had a great time
1: oh it's been really nice really Yeah, thank you. It's been fantastic.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Fail Harder. I really hope you enjoyed it. It'd be so helpful if you could spread the word by sharing it on social media, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. Tell your friends one or all of those things are just so, so helpful. Thank you so much.